You are about to listen to Live and Local, a podcast brought to you by 90.5 KCSU. My name is DJ DeLone, and on March 13th, 2022, I brought in Matt Dooley, a dedicated frontman for several bands here in Fort Collins, one of them that just just dissolved as of recently. We're going to hop right into the interview, and here we go. I know we've got Old Skin, and then, well, No More Sinister Pig. No More Sinister Pig, yeah. Yeah, that's... It's a bummer. Yeah, end of an era, kind of. Yeah, and then you've got one band called Violent High, and then what's that last one? Trench Knife. Trench Knife. That's the new one, right? Yeah, Trench Knife's the new one, yeah. Awesome. Um, so, just want to start off. You guys just did uh, an album for Old Skin. Yeah, we just put out an EP called uh, Towering Monolith of Flesh, and uh, it's up on Spotify. just came out on 3.11, so couple days ago um we're really excited about it we've gotten some pretty good reception so far yeah it's just a four song ep like death metal mixed with stoner metal kind of thing got it recorded down in denver and i don't know probably about like 16 hours total put into it so it was a lot of work but good recording experience and i don't know we're really happy with how the album sounds so i've uh I took a listen to it this morning. Just I was like, I gotta listen to it before Matt comes in. I'm digging it, dude. Well, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. Um, so 16 hours for four tracks. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me personally, doing vocals, it probably took about five hours. And then Hayden did bass and guitar because we, at the time we didn't have a bass player, but now we do have a bass player. So yeah. And then we have our our buddy Gage does noise for us and. He's got, it uh, probably took him like two hours, I think, to record all of his noise stuff for us. So when you talk about noise stuff, like I know what you're talking about because I've seen you guys kind of yeah. have this little setup, but just for people who don't really know what's going on with that, do you want to? Yeah, I can elaborate. It? Harsh noise is basically like, it's like anti-music. It's a bunch of guitar pedals and effect pedals plugged into each other. And the idea is to create like, either soundscapes or noise walls with static or using different pedals to create different sounds. He does his, he does his own uh, project, Razor Wire Handcuffs. It's, it's definitely a performance thing too, like a lot of it's performance art, but for us, we just blend it in with the music, usually start off songs with it, or kind of have spots in the middle where he can just like fill out the sound, make it fuller. And, you know, we, we don't exactly want to be easy to listen to if that makes sense it's definitely kind of niche we we like we like how abrasive it is that's kind of the point is that we just want to be the heaviest band in fort collins hopefully we're getting close to achieving that it's quite the competition for being the hardest band right now though yeah there's a lot going on it is yeah but i mean friendly competition only you know bring out better oh yeah absolutely um and yeah, I mean, there, there is, I mean, at this point more than ever, and I've been playing music since I was 14, like within the scene. And this is by far the best time to be a heavy band because like Wolf Blitzer, Sludge Broker, Opposition Agent. Um, Copper Teeth. Copper Teeth, Deadbeat. I mean, I'm sure I'm missing some. Gone Full Heathen. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot going on right now. That's just Fort Collins. Watching people drown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just back to this recording process. Was this the first time that you've done anything like that? Uh, So, no. I, I guess it would be the first time that we had it done professionally. Like with Sinister Pig, we did DIY recordings for our, our album and the split that we did with Caustic Soda from Boulder, which is fun, but also a pain in the butt because... You have to do, you're, you're doing everything. And it takes, it generally takes a lot more takes, doesn't sound as good. It's very satisfying to know that like you did everything, like you played your music, you recorded it, you mixed it, you mastered it. Yeah, this was my first experience personally with like paying someone to record us. And it's really nice, I gotta say. And especially the guy that we went through down in Denver, um, Danny, he's in a... Kind of, I, I don't know, just a noisy, heavy band. They're called Last Light from Portland. And it's it's nice having somebody who, like, listens to heavy music record you because he kind of knows 
like he could throw out suggestions to us like oh maybe you should do this right here you know this would sound cool because like from somebody who would be listening to it anyway that's kind of you know a perspective that's good to have as and as like someone who's recording you so that experience was really cool. Uh, I mean, driving down to Denver, you know, to do it wasn't too bad. It was fun. Like, I generally, like, the DIY process, even though it's very re rewarding, not not the most fun thing to do. But, yeah, we're super stoked on how it came out. Everything's just very full and solid sounding, so. You've only done it professionally with Old Skin, but, like, old Sinister Pig projects, how, how was that, like, as a different kind of process? Um, so you like the process itself is fairly similar. Um, the only difference really is just like software and, and like how this room is set up to control sound. But with Sinister Pig, like basically Tanaya, the bass player and other vocalist, and then Devana, our guitar player, pretty much set up all of the recording stuff. Um, we did it in Devana's basement. Uh, which was, you know, it was fun, but took forever. And just, it, you know, it takes a lot more critiques. You know, you're kind of trying to figure out how to use programs and where everybody's at. And, you know, you're all trying to figure out what sound you want, but while also, you know, working together on the recording. So you're, you're just taking on a lot more, and that can kind of make things more stressful. Whereas with this last recording, it's just... It was just easy. We didn't really have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. With Violent High, we did basically a live demo that we recorded in our drummer, drummer Ace's basement. And then we also did like the old skin Violent High split, which we recorded live. I mean, they're, they're live tapes. I, I wouldn't even call them like just recorded tracks. It's basically just practice tapes on both sides. And we, we recorded those at um, Higher Grounds which is, a, well, not a recording studio. It was for us. It's just a rehearsal space. So here in Fort Collins, which it's pretty much the only one. And then <laughs> the drummer of watching people drown, Evan lets us jam in his garage too. So that's, <laughs> those are the practice spaces that are available for us right now. Nice, nice. So talking about end of an era with Sinister Pig. How was that entire project? Like, how do you look back at it? Oh, um, over. So Sinister Pig was super cool. I had known they, – so they started off as a three-piece with Tanaya, Devana, and then Dylan was the old drummer. And I've known Devana and Tanaya since I was 14. Yeah, I've known them for 10 years. So they, they started the band together. Uh, Dylan left. Um, he, he moved. And then we got a new drummer, Nate, who also drums for Old Skin. And they did this thing at Avos one time where they just wanted to, like, improvise on a, like, sludge metal jam. And they were like, come on up, Matt. Just scream. I said, all right, yeah, I'll, I can do that. So I came up, and they did it. And this is the first time I had met Nate. It was his first time in Fort Collins. And he was like why don't we throw this guy in the band? I was like, I'd be down. I've been trying to get into a band for a minute. Um, and things just hadn't been, you know, working out. So basically that's how that started for me is that I just kind of randomly got thrown in. Um, but no, I mean, Sinister Pig was a lot of fun, just very political, you know, it's serious music, but we, we always had fun with it. Shows were always a lot of fun. Um, and I don't know, like after we had made our post about kind of disbanding, you know, I had a lot of people hit me up and Asa from Violent High, the drummer, I mean, they're 18 and they're in like 12 hardcore bands in Denver right now. And they hit me up when they saw the post and said, like, basically, thank you for getting me into local hardcore. I didn't realize it was a thing until I, like, I saw Sinister Pig. And, and that, that meant a lot to me because this is coming from someone who's not only in like 12 hardcore bands in Denver, but also did Fish Legs 2, which is their own recording project that basically sounds like Dinosaur Jr. That's really, really sick. And they're running a record label out of their dad's basement. So lots of, lots of work. So the fact that Sinister Pig could do something for someone like that makes us really happy. So we're... Happy to leave a mark. Yeah, I mean, we went on tour together. Everybody got sick when we were on tour, except for 
Davana, our guitar player, and it was just super wholesome. It was like, I mean, given the situation, we were in uh, Arizona and we all got food poisoning except for Davana because she's vegan. And uh, we ate chicken burritos and all got sick. But no, it was great. Super supportive. We, we, we made it through just fine given the circumstances. So I don't know. That's kind of a testament to like how close that band was and everything. It is different now, though, because a lot of the bands that exist now didn't exist prior to the pandemic isn't really over. So like the the initial pandemic, I guess I should say. So we didn't have a lot of like punk or hardcore bands or even, you know, like metal bands to play play with um, outside of like Plasma Canvas and Wolf Blitzer, Copper Teeth and Deadbeat. So there just wasn't, you know, there wasn't that much for us. So, you know, we'd play with bands like King Crawdad and stuff, which was always fun, you know, doing cross genre shows. And I, I like it because you, you know, you have people come in and, you know, they come for a, you know, heavy psych rock band. And then it's like, now you're listening to, um, you know, lots of political commentary and then very heavy music afterwards and us headbutting each other in the chest and pushing each other around on stage and stuff. And the reaction was either like, Oh, like I do not like this. This is not for me. And then there were some people who'd be like, I did not come for this, but this is awesome. I'm going to be there next time. So that's that's what I really liked about Sinister Pig and just the people in that band I really love and are really great. Uh, but, yeah, it's just one of those things where we just didn't practice a lot over over the pandemic, didn't have a lot of time to, and, you know, people were busy and just kind of felt like the time to throw in the towel, you know. So great, great band. We're, we're pretty happy with the influence we made. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I've only seen Sinister Pig play once, but it's really funny um, knowing that you were in that band because every once in a while when I was getting into my brother's car, he had a sticker for Sinister Pig like right on his dashboard. It was just, uh, <laughs> it was funny to finally make the connection between you being in the band and just random sticker in my brother's car. Yeah, it's yeah. really funny. Yeah. Kind of want to hop back. Because right at the beginning, you told me that you've been doing music since you were 14. Yeah. So how did you originally get into just like music, like doing music in the first place? And we already talked about your first experience with Sinister or Pig. Was that your first band as well? Uh, no. So the very first band, kind of a random project that I decided to do with Trent Moore. And Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I was and, just with Trent last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> goofy, goofy man. Trent and um, Trevor from, like, Bitter Sons and Almost Extinct. And we literally just played a show in a basement, and then we recorded, like, a four-song EP off of Trevor's laptop using Bandcamp, and we did it live. And then we um, printed a bunch of CD, like, I don't know, like 25 CDs, and then walked around Fort Collins High School and just... Gave them to people. We're just like, hey, listen to our band. And I'm pretty sure like half of those people probably just threw it in the trash. Um, <laughs> but, but we tried. Um, but after that, no, I started uh, playing music. Re really what got me into it is that Trevor and then Jonah, you know, from Better Sons, they've been good friends of mine for a while. Um, I mean, I've known them. I've known Trevor for 20 years. I was going to say, you've known Trevor since you were like five, right? Yeah, I've known Trevor forever. So, um, yeah, so there was just like one day they were jamming in the basement and they had their own band. And I think it was called like Reptilia or something like that at the time. And it was like Queens of the Stone Age. Isn't that uh, a stroke song? Reptilia? Uh, yeah, it is okay. a stroke song. Yeah. Um, which we were also listening to at the time a lot, but yeah, they were, they were doing that and it was like a lot of just kind of, you know, like stoner rock and like doom, doom metal influenced kind of stuff. It wasn't like super heavy, but I was like sitting in the basement watching them jam and I was just kind of hanging out and they were like, why don't you just come up and start screaming? And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, sure. I'll give it a try. And it ended up working out pretty well. And then they were like, okay, we'll have you play, you know, like, you can be in this band. And with the first show that I played with them, technically, I guess, um, 
was the Fort Collins High School talent show, which was <laughs> which was really which was really interesting because they told me they had a show booked at the new gallery before it turned into Pinball Jones um, in Old Town Square, uh, and they were like, "You'll play at the." new show we kind of want to see if we can win the talent show and i don't think we're gonna win the talent show if you're just screaming and i was like that's reasonable so i was like off i was gonna go to it anyway and um they texted me and they were like you know screw it like just just come just come and come and wing it and we like all had mohawks we were all like covered in patches and like the majority of the talent show was like you know girls like singing and playing piano Some which is singer songwriter stuff yeah yeah a lot yeah and like you know dudes playing acoustic guitar and like doing covers and stuff which is like cool you know like, a little more universal sound though yeah yeah <laughs> definitely not um not not what we sounded like at all so it was funny there was like a, there were like two other bands on there and they were like indie bands what it used to be um well it, at the time it was called blade yarder but that turned into slow caves Okay. Yeah. So Blade Yarder turned into Slow Caves. They won the competition, of course. But yeah. So anyway, no, they they hit me up and I like biked over to um, the high school, got on stage, and I was like, Trevor was like, I'm just gonna cue you in, and then you'll just like figure it out from there. And it ended up working really well, but like my mic was turned down so low, I ended up busting my voice up pretty well. But it was funny because it came out. Did like one like four minute song that was really slow, and then they did like a little jam song for a little bit, and then we we all basically decided that we were like, okay, we're gonna do this like thirty second grindcore song that's just gonna be blast beats and screaming, and we're just gonna do it just to just to do it, just to do it, <laughs> just to do it, because at that point we we're like, there's you know we already know who's going to win this. So we're just going to do it. Just there to have some fun. Yeah. And it was funny because we had like all of our friends sitting in like one section and they were all like, you know, yeah, they were all (laughs) stoked about it. And then everybody else there was like, you know, pushed back on their seats. Scared guys. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, it was just like a lot of parents. Mostly there weren't a whole lot of students there. And like the kids that were there were kind of there for us. So that was uh, that was super funny, but that was really my first experience. Um, and then I ended up playing that show uh, that I was supposed to play with them as my first show originally. And to this day, that's still one of my favorite shows because it was just in that basement um, down in Old Town Square. And we played with, like once again, like indie rock bands. And they were good. They were good bands. And then... I think there was another punk band on that bill. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, it was cool because it was pretty much all of my friends from high school and then, like, Henry and all of his friends. So, like, Sam and, you know, all those guys. There were just a lot of people there. I have no idea how. Like, I don't know what sort of promoting was going on, but there were, like, 35 or 40 people, like, jammed into this basement. At the the downtown Pimple Gym. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was just crazy. We started playing and we did a cover of this band, Iron Monkey. And I just like started jumping into the crowd. And before the vocals came in and people were just like going crazy. Uh, even Henry was moshing, which I'm sure as you know, <laughs> is like not something that is very char- characteristic of my brother. Oh, I feel like he loved it though. Oh yeah, he yeah. had a blast. No, he had, he had a lot of fun. It was It was great. It was a really fun show. But yeah, that was like the first band and we were together for five years and then we, we played a few shows here and there after I was I was out of the States for a little bit. And then, yeah, that band, you know, just kind of fizzled out, but still friends with those dudes. And there's, I mean, Trevor's in Nashville now, but... Um, you said Trevor and Jonah? Yeah, Trevor and Jonah. Yeah, jo- doesn't Jonah live somewhere else? No, Jonah's still in Fort Collins. Okay. Yeah, he's... He's in a new hardcore band called Ruckus with some of the dudes from Wolf Blitzer. Okay. Yeah. So, and from what I've heard, they're very sick. So I'm pretty stoked on that project. Awesome. Talking about other projects, your noise guy, isn't he doing a new project? We're not talking about that. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. Gage, um, AKA razor wire handcuffs. He's, he's been doing all sorts of stuff. Like he puts out splits with like people from Indonesia all the time. Like, 
He's part of a very weird and tight-knit community that's very interesting. They wear ski masks the whole set. They're dudes who will wear, like, chainmail and stuff and hook contact mics to signs and then, like, bash the sign with a hammer, stuff like that. Just, like, really weird stuff. But Gage is actually doing something pretty cool right now. He's putting a uh, compilation together for Ukrainian refugees. But he's, yeah, he's also doing trench knife with us too he's going to be doing vocals him and i are going to be switching off for that but yeah no he's 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 keeps himself busy with what he's doing like i i live with him and i'll like drive into my house after work or whatever and like his room's right above the garage and i'll just hear like just like static and just like (laughs) you know just like weird noises and i'm like okay gage is recording another split but yeah no his it's really interesting i mean it is you know, it's it's literally called harsh noise. Like it's not, it's not, it's not easy listening at all. It's it's a it's a it's it's a really interesting genre of music or lack thereof. We're doing trench knife with him too, so he's he's kind of new to vocals, at least in that aspect. Like actually actually using like beats and stuff, because usually he's just screaming over noise walls. Okay, what's going on with Old Skin? Sinister uh, Pig is yeah. So Sinister Pig, yeah, Sinister Pig's done um old skin it's cool definitely like this ep that we put out is probably the proudest i've ever been of any of the music i've ever recorded um it's just kind of exactly what i've been wanting to do for a long time and like playing hardcore punk is really fun and i probably listen to that genre more than anything else but i really like playing kind of death metal sludge metal mixture it's a lot of fun and everybody in the band is like you know some of my best friends. But we are playing a show in on Wednesday uh, at the High Dive in Denver, which is super exciting for us because we have only played three shows, and it's been in an old dance studio, parking lot, and a garage. You've only <laughs> done three shows with Old Skin? Yeah, three shows. Oh, yeah. man. I was at two of those then. <laughs> yeah, 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 you were, yeah. Um, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. The only one that was before that was uh, Violent High's first show too. That was a sweet. That was that was a sick show. That was a really good bill. It was like okay. eight, eight bands on that bill. Well, that was the parking lot show because you did both Violent High and Old Skin. Yeah, and then there was just one before that. That was like uh, Asa and I put together. It was like uh, Deadbeat, Wolf Blitzer, Sludge Broker, Opposition Agent, Razor Wire, Handcuffs, Violent High, and Old Skin. And uh, it was at the Empire Grange, which we can no longer use anymore, okay. unfortunately. Hmm. But that was like the first show back for pretty much every single band. And that heard was, things about that show. Yeah, it was. About it was being great. It was wild. Um, it was like 130 degrees in that room. That was the hottest room I've ever been in my life. No, there were there were like a hundred people at that show, or I think the final head count was like 120 at one point. So for a local metal and hardcore show it was it was pretty wild especially in a small space yeah especially in a small space um it was fun that was that was awesome though i would live that day over again if i could for sure talk about shows in small places county line ranch you guys did that hardcore fest too yeah yeah um yeah that was that was a lot of fun the noco heavy fest what we called it we're trying to do it again but yeah no that was awesome and the they, show was stacked. Yeah, it was just a good, <laughs> really, really good bill. I think there were like eight bands on that bill, too. And everybody was from Fort Collins except for... Insipidus. Insipidus, then that Denver Death Metal. And those dudes were awesome. Super nice guys, too. Yeah. Um, Wolf Blitzer didn't even go on until like 1230. Maybe yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it was late. But yeah, no, that was cool because like Hayden and then the Sludge Broker dudes put that one together. Um, and then Garrett like let us lets us use his garage which is really nice because it's just out in the middle of nowhere basically yeah so. yeah lost my water bottle at that show still upset <sighs> bummer it was one of those hydro flasks too like, uh, uh, yeah bo- expensive to replace yeah eighty dollar <laughs> water bottle not yeah. okay get this new group trench knife yeah how's that that project going right now uh so it's like it's like brand new um We've got, you know, we've got like three songs at the moment and we're going to do some covers and stuff, but it's, it's going good. I mean, we're really happy with it. I mean, it's a Hayden and I, and then, uh, Evan and Bailey from watching people drown and then Gage too, and Razor Wire handcuffs and old skin. 
So it's basically like half of old skin, half of watching people drown. But it's just like 80s style, hardcore, but with like a little bit blast beats and stuff. But it's very like we're trying to do just like straightforward, short songs, really fast, like little Tom breakdowns and stuff. But um, no, we're pretty stoked in the the, uh, direction it's going in and like. The first show we're playing is going to be in May, so we've got a bunch of time to work that out. But yeah, no, we're we're stoked on it. It's kind of something that we've just been meaning to do because <laughs> it's funny. Um, literally talking to to Asa from Violent High, and they were like, they're down in Denver, and they've got a million hardcore bands there right now. It's it's pretty um, it's popping off down there right now. But um, they're like Fort Collins needs just an like straight up like hardcore punk band like just like some discharge style stuff and i was like all right well i'm just gonna hit people up and see who's down i hit up hayden hit up evan evan was like bailey can play guitar and we're like all right cool we started a band so that's pretty exciting yeah and the first show we're playing is with uh ruckus which is jonah and like the wolf blitzer dudes new band um and then die who's a hardcore band from milwaukee and then another hardcore band from denver and that's gonna be at the lyric i think yeah no trench knife is cool it's not i don't think it's like necessarily as serious as some of the other projects at least at the moment um we're all busy but now that sinister pig is kind of done with it's gonna be a little bit easier for me to go through new bands and the summer's coming up and i'll be out of school soon no trench knife is cool We're, we're really stoked on it we're just gonna do a demo probably within the next month hopefully and that should be out and it'll probably sound like a garbage can, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the point too. So perfect. Perfect. Yeah. One of my favorite things about seeing you perform is the amount of energy that comes from you. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know if you saw the bumps on my head, but violent high play to show on Wednesday. I like to, it, it's unique, I guess. Um, it is a lot of energy. I do like to be in the crowd and kind of bashing myself on the head with the microphone. Yeah, I don't know. I just like, for me personally, when I first started listening to like hardcore and metal, Minor Threat was like the biggest band for me. And Rage Against the Machine too. But Rage Against the Machine led me to Minor Threat because they did a cover of In My Eyes. When I was in like seventh grade, I heard Minor Threat for the first time. And I was like, okay, this is my kind of music i really like this and they quickly became my favorite band and uh i started watching like live videos from them playing like 9 30 club in dc in the 80s everybody's just like on top of ian mckay the vocalist and he's just like going into the crowd and just like completely acting crazy and just like from watching all of those like old 80s hardcore live shows i was like i really like this and for me it's like it's an outlet and and it's my biggest outlet and it's my favorite my favorite of my outlets too but yeah it's kind of like one of those things where i almost black out during shows like i can't really remember stuff super well like i remember bits and pieces but i just get like really locked into it just lots of jumping around and shoving people and so i don't know that's kind of where like it it, there's like an influence from other artists but at the same time i feel like it's just my own energy being released and it's like scream therapy almost you know it's like one of those situations where you can act like a complete lunatic and people will be like oh yeah like this is sick and you know you can't really roll around and scream on the floor in public you know so it, it, I guess it gives me an opportunity to do that, which for some reason I'd like to do. That's kind of where it stems from. A lot of people really respond to it. I guess it makes it more fun and like kind of like interactive. I try not to like go overboard. Like I still want to respect people's boundaries. So like if people aren't moshing, I'm not going to like run up and like pull them into the crowd unless they're one of my friends. It's a big part for me. I don't want it to ever feel like it's disingenuine or just like an necessarily like a hundred percent, like just part of an act, but to some extent it is, but it definitely, a lot of it is just like stems from 
problems I have in my life and being able to let go of those things when I play music. It gives me an opportunity to do that. I don't know, it's funny, like, brought up King Crawdad earlier, and I played a show with them because I, I, like, had seen them and I liked their music and I never really talked to them. But, like, Sinister Pig set up this six-band bill 4th of July a few years back at 7th Circle in Denver. And, like, afterwards, like, some some of those dudes were like, Miles and Nick were like, we were kind of scared of you the first time we met you. (laughs) And then you're, like, a really, like, for the most part, like, soft-spoken, like, nice dude. But, like, when you play music, you're just all over the place and intimidating. And I was like, well... Yeah, I'm not like that in real life. Like that, <laughs> that's yeah. a that's a whole nother side of Matt for sure. Yeah, just like watching you with a bunch of the other local bands, your like particular like style and how you perform, you fall into this this hardcore local scene, and you know you're the one who's always in the crowd, always like moshing, running around, and. Like when I'm watching these other guys, yeah, they do have like designated frontmen. Yeah. But you're the one that's you're the one sticking out. You're the one <laughs> like pushing them their way in there. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate that. And you know, like the other thing is, is like I don't play an instrument. I saw you slap a guitar a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did that at the last Violent High show, but it actually sounded a lot better. I didn't lose the pick or the guitar strap, so I kind of played it off. But yeah, like, I mean, like the dudes from like, you know, like Zach from Copper Teeth, he does his vocals, but he plays guitar and Cosme from Wolf Blitzer, he gets in there sometimes too. But yeah, I don't know. I like, I just, I love to mosh too. Like, I just love to mosh whether it's like I'm playing music or like I'm listening to others, other people's music at a show. Like, I just like moshing. So I guess that's part of it too. I don't know how much more to elaborate on that besides it's just, I don't know. It's fun for me. I like it. I'm very sore after shows, but it's just, I don't know. It's all part of it for me. And it's just something that like I started doing kind of right off the bat. Like the first show I played, like during the beginning of the song, I just like put the mic down and just jumped in and just started moshing with everyone. And like, I, I don't know, to, to me too, it's like, especially for like hardcore and metal or punk, it's like, it all started from such a, like DIY and like no one's better than anyone else kind of a thing. Like if you're in the community, you're in the community, whether you're like, and like, this is how I view it personally. Like whether you're in bands or like whether you're just coming to shows, everybody's, we're all equal, you know? And to not have a barrier between like the audience and the band for me is like, that's, that's an important part of it too. Because I want to feel like I'm there with everybody who's listening to my music and bringing energy to my, you know, to the shows I play. And to, like, go into the crowd and mosh with everybody, it just feels like a much more interactive experience for, like, myself and for whoever is at the show, too. But, yeah, just, like, having those barriers is uh, in breaking those things down. Because, for me, it's important to the genre. And then, you know, there's other bands that are very... Like, nobody I can think of in Fort Collins. But, you know, there's some people and bands that really do like to, like, here's the stage, here's the crowd, and that's, there's a line. I, th- I think it's, yeah, like I said, I just think it's part of, uh, like, kind of part of the community effort um, to just be there with everyone and kind of be present with it. It is interesting, like, like Fort Collins, like we were kind of talking about earlier, prior to the pandemic, it was like, you know, there there were some punk bands and a few hardcore bands, but it wasn't it wasn't like it is now. And like the other thing that's cool about what's popped off re- like recently is that we've got like Scrapyard Garb, which is Blasty from Blast and Scraps, like printing company, and Hayden from Old Skin is um, is printing stuff uh, for them. So we're like printing our own shirts and stuff right now, which is our DIY stuff that we're gonna do <laughs> instead of recording. Um, and then like, so you've got that, like people practicing or people, you know, doing their own printing and then scrapped the magazine, like the fanzine that's out for Fort Collins music and art that started by kids who were in high school, which is awesome. And like punk rock saves lives and like food, not bombs. So it's like, 
for me to see it come from one space where it was very much more like, I don't know, a lot of like indie rock, which is great. I love indie rock, but it was like a lot of, you know, Hotel Hillcrest stuff, that era of like house shows where it was like lots of emo and indie rock, which was awesome. Lots of good shows there, but for me being more of a metalhead and a punk where we're at now with all of this stuff going on and then like with this like new generation of bands and then having like younger people being involved is and like I'm 24 so I'm really not that old but like I feel old when like you know we've got 17 year olds who are putting together a a magazine just because they want to and they want to be part of the scene in that aspect which is equally as beneficial as me being in three bands so yeah yeah it's a lot of a lot of community right now this always comes up whenever i'm talking to somebody in here it's just that it's really cool uh everyone's just so supportive and everyone's booking shows together and i mean you're in one genre and they're in another it's not like the biggest deal to no uh, no play a show together either yeah i mean definitely like i said i mean played with king crawd at a bunch of different times and like violent high played a backyard show and we played with, like, Almost Extinct, and they're very much, like, Queens of the Stone Age, like, Stone or Rock. Super sick. And then the rest of the band, there were, like, two other bands on there, and they were both, like, indie rock bands. But it was, like, totally cool. Like, it was fine. There were a lot of people who definitely didn't expect, like, a grindcore band to be there. But people showed up, and they were, like, moshing and having a good time. And, like, even if people didn't know what that was, they were still, like, nobody left. You know, like, which would have been fine. Like, we're kind of room clearing music sometimes, but especially if you don't don't know what's coming, we get it, you know. It's part of the art. Yeah, it's part of it. So, <laughs> but no, it is cool, though, because, like, played a bunch of shows with King Crawdad, with Sinister Pig. I don't know. Yeah, like, King Crawdad did this thing a few years ago where it was, like, Nick and Miles, like, 15th anniversary playing music together because they've been friends that long. And they've been playing music that long together, which is crazy. But it was, like, Los Toms, Spliff Tank. Sinister Pig and King Crawdad. So it was like psych rock, garage rock, and then a hardcore band. But they, they were like, we just love you guys. Like, we love your music and we, you know, you, you've put us on your bills before and they were just super cool about it. And like, I mean, you know, Nick and Miles, they're just so supportive about everything. 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 Yeah. Those, those two dudes are huge, huge for the music scene here. Yeah, no, doing that kind of stuff and, like, playing even with, like, pop punk bands like Plasma Canvas and stuff like that. No, it's all it's all important and it just builds a stronger community. Because at this point, it's like, even though we do have, like, enough bands to kind of have, like, a hardcore scene, it's nice to have the underground music scene connected regardless of, like, what genre you're playing. Yeah, you don't want to, you know, kind of accidentally cut people out. Yeah, it, we don't want it to be, we like, ideally, we want it to be as inclusive as possible. Yeah. You know? And, you know, with everyone, like, all these cross-genre shows and cross-genre, I mean, everybody's hanging out, everybody's, like, seeing different people, so I feel like you as a whole, the community kind of gets more variety just because people are intermingling everything. Yeah, no, and it's it's cool too. And and the nice thing is, is that you just like meet more people that way. And and in, like I said, like, you know, I'm in a hardcore band, I'm in a grindcore band, and I'm in a sludge sludge metal band. Those, those are like genres of music I love. But then again, like Spliff Tank and like King Crawdad, and I'm trying to like think of some... Some other bands to call out that are kind of out of genre. Los Toms. Los Toms, yeah. Shadow or Virgil Vigil. You know, those are all good bands that are playing very different styles of music than us. But, like, those dudes all love our music. And I love their music, too. Like, they are all good bands. Yeah. And were you, sorry, were you at that house show for Virgil, for, what is it? Virgil Vigil and Virgil, Virgil. Uh, the Los Toms and I Shadow, I, Shadow Work. Work was at that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, uh, yeah, my girlfriend and I went to that show and, um, it was cool, but there were just so many people in that house and like somebody's jacket got caught on fire in the beginning of it. Somebody like knocked a like candle over and, uh, yeah, we were like, uh, we should probably not be here for too much longer there's like 80 people in this house <laughs> it, was, it was more than that the backyard was packed you couldn't even yeah. walk downstairs to see a band like oh, we no. showed up in the middle of the Lowe's tom set and literally there are like you can like the stairs have that like opening on the side yeah. so you can kind of see if you're on the stairs but people were just like the basement was packed 
the stairs were packed. Oh, the yeah. backyard was packed like during the show. And it was just like, oh, yeah, man, I, we should probably leave. Like, yeah. This isn't... <laughs> yeah. No. And, and, and we were like, oh, we really want to see these other bands. But we stuck around for Lowe's Toms and then some of Virgil Vigil. But yeah, with that space on the stairs, we were sitting there and like everybody's trying to sit there and they're like climbing over e- each other. And like Gary from uh, Trash Fest was like sitting in between my legs like using me as like a chair is that the really tall guy or is that the one with the long hair that's the one that's the guy with the long hair and the mullet uh mikey the drummer um that's the that's the that's a really tall guy i've got some funny stories about him yeah just randomly running into him places and oh he's a funny guy yeah yeah no they're funny dudes (laughs) they're yeah they're merch I'm not allowed to say those things on the air. But, yeah. <laughs> it's trash fest. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's trash fest. So, but no, they're good. That that band's awesome. Um, I really like those dudes. But yeah, that that show was uh, that show was fun. But yeah, um, anyway, kind of back to what community uh, house shows. Community house shows. Um, but yeah, no, you like go to those shows and then you just see like other people there. You know that you know maybe you weren't expecting or you meet people and it's like they're like oh, what do you do? And it's like, oh, you know, like, I'm a manager at Pizza Casablanca, but I'm, you know, like, and I'm going to school, but I'm also, you know, um, going to, uh, you know, like, I'm doing four bands, three bands, I guess. And then people ask about it, and they're like, oh, I'm going to come check out your next show. When's your next show? And then, like, you know, the majority of the time, they follow through with it. And it's like, that's a new person. And if I didn't go to that show and talk to somebody, there wouldn't have been that connection. And maybe they wouldn't have like gotten into that genre of music or like had that experience, you know, which I think is really cool. And yeah, what's also important. So, um, yeah. And I mean, with all the house shows that I've been going on recently, like, you know, a venue might tell you, you have to book somebody who's along the same lines for the show. Cause yeah. I mean, that's just how venues kind of function, but you know, having house shows, you really give a variety yeah and the the thing too about house shows that's cool and like oh it's i mean they're born out of necessity almost because like the aggie isn't gonna book old skin they might i don't know they did they did just book wolf blitzer and copper teeth yeah and wolf blitzer and copper mind's eye i think too from denver yeah yeah and that shows in i'll say that shows in mm. is it this month i think it's, it's in may month. Okay. Am I in April or May? I, that's a stack bill either way. I'm definitely going to go to that show. But I was surprised. And they, they were too. They're just like, they're strict on moshing there. Yeah, we've gotten away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were just got, at a show together. Yeah, it's true, yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting how it's run now compared to like, I think Soda Jerk ran it before. And now it's Live Nation. So Now it's uh, T2. It's T2? Okay. They've gone through so many ownership changes yeah, I was in the gonna last say couple the, of years. Yeah, I don't even know who's... Yeah, I want to say the people who own Cervantes owned it for a short period of time as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, back when the the fence was up. Yeah, I think that was the fence era. Yeah, that was the fence era. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing at a, yeah. at a venue. Let's put up a chain link fence right in the middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was so weird. That's God. Weird. I totally like. I. I <sighs> It felt very metal, but every show that I went to was not. <laughs> yeah, no, it was weird, man. I remember that. It, it well, that's because they got in trouble for like underage drinking or something too. I can't remember exactly what happened. There. I think it was before the ownership change, and they were like, "We're not even going to risk it." Yeah, no, I think I think that's right. Yeah. Anyway, the the house shows because because there's just not a lot of opportunities for us to play normal venues like Hody's is now Fort Comedy or whatever. Avos doesn't really do anything besides like jam band stuff, which is you know fine for what it is. Um, it's Avos, it's kind of yeah, it's what you're kind going of their there shtick. For. <laughs> yeah, eat a tempeh burger and watch a Grateful Dead cover band. But yeah, no, like and and it's it is it's it, it's interesting because you do have these people who go out of their way to like potentially put their house in danger, like straight up have a bunch of people who they don't know just come into their house and but for the love of the art but yeah because they love it and like that's so important because it gives us a place to play and like really the only other thing going on right now is the blastin bowl thing that you know um blastin scrap is doing 
which uh, is super important, obviously. Like, I'm sure you've talked about, I know you've talked to other people about Blasty. Yeah, Blast I Scrap. had Blasty yeah. in here, like, I want to say either right after the first show or right before the first show. I yeah. can't remember. We yeah. talked about it a little bit. Yeah, but the Blast and Bull stuff, which is what Violent and I did uh, on Wednesday, we were all like, how is this going to work? Because we're going to be playing in a bowling alley. And none of the bands on there were like, it was all metal bands. Like, it was like watching, it was watching people drown, Opposition Agent, Violent Hyde, Gone Full Heathen. So just like all metal bands, very intense sounding metal bands. And then you just got like people bowling in the background. But it was sick. There were like like 40 plus people who were like there for the show. And like when Copper Teeth did their like, uh, it was like kind of their Copper Teeth was the first. That was the first blast. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I saw you at that one. Right? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah, and that was that was a great show. I had a it lot was. of fun. Sludge and, Broker. Yeah, and, Sludge uh, Broker. Copper Teeth. Who was the other one? Uh, Doom Scroll. Doom Scroll. Doom Scroll. Like a folk metal band. Yeah, yeah, they're like, um, yeah, like uh, members of uh, Broken Bow, which was like one of the first like. I don't know. I used to play shows back with them when I was in that band, Opaque with Trevor and Jonah. Um, yeah, Broken Bow was a really cool band. But uh, and then like Gone Full or not Gone Full Heathen, We the Heathens. There's some members of that band in that band too. But yeah, anyway. So like basically, we have a bowling alley and then like County Line and then the lyric now too, which is sick. I think it's super dope that the lyric is putting on shows. Like I'm, I'm almost surprised, but like the acoustics are great. It's nice to have that like floor up front. There's plenty of room for people, and like every show I've been to, there's been packed so far. So, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, Those are always on Sundays, right? Yeah. Or wait, much. the the blast and scrap ones are always on Sundays, but they've been doing a lot of other shows on their uh, own. Blast and scraps have been on Wednesdays, I think, mostly at the lyric. Oh, oh, at the lyric, it's been on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at uh, Chippers, it's been Wednesdays. Yeah, but yeah. For, like, house shows and stuff, like, people like Garrett, uh, you know, Garrett, who owns County Line, like, we wouldn't have had a place to play for that, like, Heavy Fest if it wasn't for him. And, like, Pinball Jones closed Campus West one. And that was, like, basically the only place, like, Sinister Pig played. Um, Pinball Jones? That that West location was so much fun. <laughs> it was fun. I hated that they just had a bar, like, right in between where the pit should be. But everything else about it was great. And, like, you know... It was a bar, and, like, kids had to pay an extra, like, if you were younger than 21, you had to pay an extra five bucks to get in, which, like. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. At least for me, it was never a big deal. I, I was fine with it just because, like, it's, like, it wasn't, like, Surfside where it's, like, you have to be 21 to get into this show. Um, I still love Surfside, but. Um, Same. Yeah. <laughs> as <laughs> have you to. <laughs> yeah, as you should. No, it's cool. I really do appreciate the people who are kind of out there on a limb. Garrett's really, really good at running that stuff, though. Like, he knows exactly how to host those shows. Those house shows are fun. And I think it's cool, too, because the other important part about, like, hardcore and punk and metal is that, like, the more of the youth that you have in there, like, the kids that are 15, 16, 17, you know, it's teenagers, like, those kids are going to go the hardest. Like, those kids and, like, you know, people in their early 20s maybe. And, like, not to say that I haven't seen, like, uh, you know, older people moshing and stuff. But those are the kids who are like, I'm coming to this show and I'm going to like really provide a lot of energy, which is what I love. I love to see. And then seeing kids who are in younger bands, like um, it's like Worthless Commodity and then like watching people drown. Those bands pull in a lot of younger, a lot of the younger crowd and then they just go super hard and it's way more fun I do love Surfside, but that is, like, kind of my beef with playing there sometimes is that, you know, people will go and they'll 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 watch you and they'll support you, but they'll be holding a drink the whole time. That's fine. Thank you for supporting us still. I don't want to act like that doesn't matter. Funny you bring it up. Um, so Tom from Worthless Commodities is actually the DJ that comes in next. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> that's that's really good to hear i literally i was fishing the other day and i saw seamus while i was out fishing he was like what's up dude i was like oh worthless commodity right he's like oh yeah sinister pig yeah cool man have a good one like <laughs> that's really funny yeah just kind of random stuff no all that all those um 
all those bands are really cool too. And I think Peter from uh, Worthless Commodity, he's got a new band called Splitch in that Violent High played with at the Lyric one time. That's really cool. I don't know. That's just like a super important part for me uh, is, is having like younger folks show up and just like go super hard and just make things really interesting for us. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely getting that, that variety of community right now. We're about to get out of here. Figure you probably want to say what's up to a few people on air, maybe Joan and Marty, and then... <laughs> yeah, yeah, if my parents are listening, hello. Um, I think uh, my roommates are listening too, Gage and uh, Austin, so I really appreciate that. And honestly, anybody who's who's stuck around and listened to this little interview, and like, thank you to Dylan, of course, for having me on. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it. I think what you're doing is really cool, too. I haven't listened to the radio that much in a while, so I could be wrong, but I feel like you're giving um, local bands a shot to express themselves on the radio and get their music out there and kind of, like, know what they're all about. So uh, we, we appreciate that. So Yeah. You want to tell people, like, social media where people can find you and stuff? Yeah, on Instagram – for the three bands for trench knife uh it's just trench knife db and then violent high is violent high grind and then old skin is old skin sludge all pretty straightforward things and we have like link tree so that connects all of our music for all those bands although trench knife doesn't have anything out yet so I don't know. We'll uh, see what happens with uh, everything else going on right now. Happy to be here. Happy for the local scene. I think this is a this is a really cool operation we got going on, and you're giving us a a good platform to uh, to use. Yeah, much appreciated. Trying to get as many people in here as possible, but you gotta keep a schedule too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on. Everybody's like, uh, yeah, like half the people are still in school. Yeah, or in 15 bands yeah. if you're a drummer. So that's just kind of how it works at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got a show on Wednesday at the high dive. Is that correct? Yeah. Show on Wednesday at the high dive with resin. Who's like a touring band. They're touring from Chicago. They're really cool. Grief ritual from Denver and then shepherd. Who's also from Denver. It'll be a pretty, pretty cool, heavy show. Yeah. We're stoked. It's our fourth show and we're playing at the high dive, which is a big deal for us because that's a big metal bar down in denver so um we're super super stoked on it it's kind of almost surreal for us it'll be a fun show i'm, I'm really really looking forward to it it snuck up on us quick and our drummer's flying out from portland to play this show so i think we're jamming like tomorrow or something perfect Thank you for listening to the Live and Local Podcast brought to you by 90.5 KCSU. My name is DJ D. Lone, and on the next episode, we are going to have Ash Red Horse and the Midnight Suns. All right, thank you, and I hope you have a good rest of your day.